Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Literally, she was perfect on paper. You ever dated somebody like that, right? Like, everything checks out. I mean, she was like, give back to the community. She was beautiful. She was, like, super kind until the first weekend hit and everything went to hell. And we'll tell you that story today on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. On Friday, we're doing dating disaster. So give me a little bit of time. Welcome to the show. Glad you are here. Happy Friday. If it's Friday when you're listening to this, if not, uh, I appreciate you catching up and, and keeping up with it. Um, so really quick plug before we talk to my mom. On Sundays, she does a five-minute pep talk. It's a really quick, easy-to-digest five-minute pep talk to get you ready for the week. And if you uh, if you're looking for something motivational, because we do, do these podcasts Monday through Friday, but then Sunday I throw you one that's just real quick, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, it's Mom's five minute pep talk that's going to come out on Sunday. We start every single episode talking to her. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I want to read you this uh, headline. It says, "How parents' affections shapes a child's happiness for life." Oh. A lot of pressure for a lot of pressure to be a parent. I don't know how you keep up with it all. It's almost my biggest fear of being a parent one day. If it ever happens, is like everything y'all do can really just it can it can really tank a kid's life fast, and or it can go the opposite way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so many things you even talk about in therapy, like you know, there was that one time that my mom yelled at me over that one thing, and I now have trust issues with women, and I will <laughs> never find the perfect partner. It's like wow, it's, that's a lot. Um, okay, so this study, which is done by mother.ly, so motherly, mm-hmm. uh, says that science finds that kids who get parental affection from the time of being infants have higher self-esteem, improve academic performance, better child-parent, uh, sorry, parent-child communication, and fewer psychological and behavioral problems compared to the kids who lack this affection. Now... That makes me wonder because I have lower in all of those things. <laughs> so, oh, no. so what did I do wrong? What did we do uh, wrong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like I, I don't have very high self-esteem. I wasn't great academically. Um, we, I mean, we, we have good communication, but I, I definitely have psychological and behavioral problems, uh, at least psychological ones. I wasn't ever, I was never like a bad kid. I didn't really act out. At least I don't think so. No. If it was, it was just to like get, you know, just being annoying to get attention. Um, I mean, do you, I feel like you gave me a lot of affection though. I think so. I think, I don't think I there think was like, like a lack of it. I think we're a very affectionate family. Why do you think the three of us kids, though, are so different? I don't feel like the me and my brother or me and my sister are very similar at all. We're very different. That's true. In most in most all families, I'm very different from my brothers. That's um, true. I, I think I should, it, my, I should get my Uncle Jimmy on this podcast. You guys are having, <laughs> if you think my dad's wild, my Uncle Jimmy is a, he's a hoot and a holler. He really is. That yeah. would be that would be funny. There's no question about it. It would be funny. He's a yeah. He's a he's a good spirit. A good old boy. He is a good old boy. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Love him. Um, I think it depends on what's happening in your f- family system at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you're if you're a firstborn, you're the only child. 
And so obviously you get all the attention, right, from your parents, your grandparents, you know, everybody. So then the second child comes along and they've got to kind of feel their way. That was you and me. We're middle children. Um, They've got to kind of feel their way and the parents don't have as much time to devote to two as they did to one. I mean, it's just a, a fact of life, right? Right. And you've got the interaction with a sibling. Sure. Um, that that's different too. And then the same thing with the third one. When the third one comes along, especially if it's an opposite sex, like with your sister Maggie, and there's a big gap six years between the two of you and ten years between her and her brother. Well, our family system was very different for her. Sure. Um, you know, so I, th- I think it depends on where your family is at the time. What's going on? You know, I mean, we had times where, you know, dad lost his job and things were tighter and more stressful. And then we had times when everything was kumbaya. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think it has something to do with that. And then I think we're all just individuals. We're all just unique. We're all very different beings. We are. We're all so very different. I mean, who is who's the most annoying you think of of the children? I mean, honestly, when you put it all into the equation, who do you think's the most annoying? Because we're all annoying in our own ways. Like I think all three of us can admit that that we're all very like my brother is like just a weirdo. Um, he's really just <laughs> gone off the spiritual deep end over the last couple of years. I'm just like this nervous ball of energy. This just this creative mind out here that's just chasing this dream into the ground. And then there is my sister who is just a nervous wreck about everything drama queen um i mean (laughs) well she's a girl so yeah (laughs) i mean don't be sexist don't be sexist give us a break i'm speaking as a girl we're we're more dramatic (laughs) we're more we're just more dramatic than you guys for people that think i'm dramatic because like i get that reputation for being dramatic sometimes (laughs) like she is she is next level um well Right I mean, now which she's trying you? to right now she's trying to plan a wedding during COVID. Well, this I mean, didn't just start t- today, I'm- Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like this for 30 years now. She's been a, It's because I mean, she you would say she, she's the most brothers. dramatic, right? Probably. Am yes. I, yeah, I'm not more dramatic than her. There's no way. Huh. It might be a close second. No, there's no <laughs> way. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. There's no way. She's so dramatic. Well, Let me tell you a story about my sister really quick. And I, I feel like I, I can tell you the story because she was laughing about it last week. My sister gets the most mad at me when I tell stories behind her back. I, I almost wish that I could call her about this and get her. I'm going to see if I can call her on on my cell phone and for her to tell it into my microphone because this is almost so crazy. Let me see if I can, uh, okay. if I can call her really quick. Okay. Because <laughs> she's so ridiculous. Hey, you're on my podcast. Oh, I'm eating. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I was gonna have I was gonna tell the story about how you're the most dramatic family member, and oh. I, I was going to. Uh, which do you agree with that? By the way. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I was going to have mom tell the chainsaw story, but I thought maybe I'd have you tell it instead. Oh, God. Okay. So what happened? 
You want me to go ahead and tell you? Yeah. <laughs> so John and I were at his farm, which is about 700 acres. That's her fiance. Yep. And keep in mind on the way down there, he was telling me how there's like, he loves it because there's absolutely no one around, no neighbors. You can't see a human in sight for miles, miles. So we get there and it's really desolate. There really is no one around. And, um, you know, the sun was setting and we decided to go for a walk and he pulls up with a, um, like a massive gun, like, um, I guess it's like an AR, whatever, like (laughs) bigger than a shotgun. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is new. Um, but he comes from a family of hunting. So I was like, okay, this must be normal. Um, so we go and we're walking around the woods and, you know, we both have a drink in hand and we're just kind of chatting. And I'm like, this is like out of a scene from a movie where someone gets murdered. Like here I am with my <laughs> why is that fiance. Your, why is that already your assumption though? <laughs> no one knows. Well, because I mean, literally we're out in the middle of nowhere with a massive gun, alcohol. <laughs> Neither of us have phones because we're trying to like disconnect. And, and mom and dad don't know where this farm is. Like, I'm like, I'm literally out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and like, if I were to get killed right now, like no one would know. So anyway, that's kind of where my mind was, um, which is pretty normal for my head. And then we're walking and um, he's like, you know, he sees some hogs, which that's really what he wanted to do is hunt hogs. And so he's like, can I go hunting? And I, I didn't want to ruin that for him. So I was like, okay, sure. But like, I don't want to be a part of that. I want nothing to do with it. And he's like, the house is just 400 yards back. Like, can you just head back on the path? And I was like, okay. So I started walking back and like, there are just all these negative thoughts in my head. Like, okay, here I am. I have no phone. (laughs) It's really quiet. The sun is setting and like, I'm just following this path. And I like start like speeding up. I'm like, okay, just get there. And all of a sudden I hear like a chainsaw, (laughs) like literally a chainsaw. I don't know how else to describe it, but out of nowhere and I'm like I'm still walking like kind of talking to myself at this point and I'm like okay that is a chainsaw and Jonathan says there's no one around and then for like a split second I was like okay where's John (laughs) and I'm walking I'm like why would I walk towards the chainsaw which is by the house so I just turn around and start sprinting and like screaming absolute bloody murder (laughs) for John like screaming his name I'm like John John! and there's no 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 response and i'm like oh my god like i'm about to die out here and i'm like sprinting through the woods like heavily breathing and again i'm like john and like all of a sudden he comes running to it towards me with this gun in hand he's sprinting what what and um we we i was like there's a chainsaw and he's like what are you talking about i'm like i mean there's someone with a chainsaw at the house and he's like, okay, this is insane. This is ridiculous. And what he's like, what did you think it was? Like in your head, like what did you like? I thought it was a murderer with a chainsaw coming, <laughs> literally just to seek to kill me. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. And then I was like, maybe like there's a neighbor, but again, there's no like I there are no neighbors. Okay. And then John said maybe it's like a motorboat because there was a river by nearby. Um, but we like start walking up to the house and I'm like hesitant walking, you know, behind him, like what is happening? And, um, his parents had shown up and his dad was weed whacking right by the house. So the son was his dad weed whacking. Maggie, the chainsaws and weed whackers don't sound anything like each other. (laughs) They kind of do though. When you, when you think that it's a chainsaw, 
Maggie, I it kind of does. Okay. All right. <laughs> play, the, play the weed whacker sound on the podcast. Let's do it. Okay. Here's Chainsaw. There's a chainsaw. Now okay. let's let's now play a weed whacker. <laughs> I mean But when you listen to the weed whacker, picture a chainsaw. Well, I'm glad you, you survived the the, t- the Georgia chainsaw massacre. That makes me <laughs> makes me feel good. Uh, I really thought I was like, this is the end. No, I know. I understand. Okay, mom, Maggie, you can't hear mom and mom can't hear. Well, she can hear you, but you can't hear her. Uh, Okay, mom, I'm going to tell you my most ridiculous story. And this is, I don't know if you listened to the end where there's phone calls. One of my friends from Savannah called in and she was talking about how I'm such a hypochondriac. And um, I didn't quite know where the best place to put this story was or when it was going to be relevant. But I feel like maybe me and my sister can go for a a ridiculousness off. So when I was in college, I, uh, one of my best friends, Abby had this cat and this cat, Maddie. And I was really, really close with this cat because if she was close to it and we, every time I go over there, we'd like hang out with the cat, pet the cat. It was really, you know, it's just a house cat. So one day I get a call from Abby. She's like, I need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I just took Maddie to the vet and I've got some really bad news is that she has feline AIDS. And Ooh. I like stopped in my track and I was like, <laughs> I like, I have to call you back. And like, I didn't call her back for like a complete day because I assumed I was so pissed at her. Cause I'm like, how would you, how dare you put me in danger of contracting feline AIDS? Now I, I must have AIDS because I was like, I pet your cat all the time. And I was, you know, <laughs> like the cat licked me all the time. I, if I, I convinced myself that I must have feline AIDS. <laughs> uh, and for 24 God. hours, I lived in that world of, of having feline AIDS. So, all right, mom, who? Oh God, that's ridiculous. Maggie, you thought <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre was after you. I don't know. Uh, okay, I mom, which one is the most ridiculous? They're both crazy. Okay. They're both absolutely <laughs> crazy. Just yeah, crazy. Okay. If you had to choose one, crazy. though, if you had to choose one, which one's crazier to you? Which one seems like more the, illogical? The feline AIDS. <laughs> feline AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mag, you win this one. All right. All right. Love Later. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You know, I was gonna spend I was gonna spend six hundred dollars on this little audio board that could connect my phone to uh, the microphone, but why do that when I can just hold my speakerphone up to the next to the mic? And <laughs> there you go. Most you're always mm-hmm. low rent podcast. Yes, you're very frugal. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, well, we'll see how it goes. You know, I I keep feeling like the universe keeps putting me to this podcast. It's so funny. I, I don't know if you guys realize the influence that you have over me. Um, and, you know, and I've, I've shared many times I struggle with this podcast. I love doing it, but I struggle with it um, because I, you know, it's, I'm just not in the right headspace. And any, like yesterday I was having a really bad day, but this happened a couple of different times. And I'm just like, man, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing the podcast anymore. It's just not this. It's not that. Every time I do that, I promise you, I check my email 
And there is a voicemail from one of you saying like, oh my God, thank you so much for this. It means so much to me. And I, it's it like literally almost like clockwork where it's like, that's it. Like, that's the way that's, you know, like here it comes whenever I'm feeling down, like you guys, like almost like, you know, <laughs> that I'm feeling down. So you're like, I'm just going to call him and leave him a voicemail about how much I appreciate this. So do know that I do listen to all of your calls and I appreciate uh, every single one. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday who is, um, she's very, uh, very religious and I'm not, I'm much more of a spiritual person. I, you know, I grew up as a, a diehard Christian and I, I still liked it, the principles of Christianity. I've just kind of explored different avenues over the past 10 years. And I, um, when I was, but I like to talk to everybody of all different kinds of faiths because I like to get mm-hmm. their perspective on things. And she's, she's a very, she's straight up just Christian. And we were talking about prayer and, like, she, you know, because I was, I was having a bad day. I was frustrated about this job. I didn't get blah, blah, blah. What's going on? Like, why do I feel like I'm spinning out of control right now? Where, where am I going? I don't have direction. And she was like, well, how often do you pray? And I was like, well, maybe you know, I do some type of spiritual thing every day. Uh, I don't know that I pray every night, but I, I, you know, probably at least three times a week. Um, she's like, well, what do you say? And I'm always like, well, I'm always like, dear God, please <laughs> give me the strength to love. And she's like, why don't you just like angry pray? I'm like, angry mm-hmm. pray. I can't, I can't talk to God like that. You know, I can't be mad at God. Like that's God. She's like, no, why don't you just like be angry and just like, let it all out. Let no, let God know that you're pissed and you don't believe in him right now. And you feel like he's steering you down the wrong path and like, just let all that out. And so I, for the very first time last night, angry prayed. Um, mm, good. It's really, it's quite weird. It's like this weird, like, it's like, you're, like, and I literally did it out loud. I'm like, God, what is all this? What are you doing to me? I don't understand. Burr, 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 burr. Like, when you pray, you pray angry. Now keep in mind, my mom is a deacon or are you a deacon in the church anymore? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Yes. It's like how I call myself a radio DJ. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> um, I mean, do you angry pray? Is that the right way to pray? Or is God going to be like, Mm-mm. Um, no, don't oh, be a dick. Yes. Oh yes. God wants you to have a relationship that's honest and real and true and, and express all your feelings all the time. God's, God's big enough to take it all. Absolutely. I let him have it last night, man. I let him know. Good. I let him know how things are going to be. Good. Um, and then I woke up this morning with a terrible headache. So I was like, <laughs> maybe that's my instant karma kind of coming back at me. And uh, yeah, probably just releasing all that. One way or another. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, I know you've got a, a good quote for today that we can kind of go in on a little bit. What is, uh, what you got? It's from the Dalai Lama. I find hope in the darkest of days and focus in the brightest. I do not judge the universe. Dalai Lama. Mm. I wonder what the Dalai Lama's like. You think he like really lives up to all that? <laughs> I'm sure he's human, just like the rest of us. No <laughs> doubt like I hear about this it. Stuff and I'm like, are you like? And, I, and trust me, I like it. I think it's awesome. It sounds really good. Yes. Um, yes. There are some people. There are some people. And what I do is I really try to surround myself with these people. I found that that like I really try to surround myself with just naturally positive people because I've explained mm-hmm. to you in case you're new to the podcast. I am not a naturally positive person. I can get myself there and I can rally and I can like if I'm in a great mood, I can be a great 
resource of positivity. But if I'm in a funk, everybody's going down around me. That's it. Oh, gosh. There's no, yeah, no barrier then. Like everybody's in trouble. Um, That's true for all of us. We put off negative and positive energy. Yeah. You I know, just, it's our vibrations in the world. It's, oh, yeah. Right. Trying to look for the positives. I mean, really, I mean, now is the perfect time to to try it because mm-hmm. uh, I've been doing my gratitude for the last two days. Excellent. Uh, so I'm I'm on a roll 100% of two days. Excellent. Um, just trying to stay in that positive mindset, trying to know that like this all happens for a reason, trying to just, you know, know that we're going to get through this. I, I put, I put a picture on my Instagram. I don't know if it'll still be up there by the time you listen to this. Did you see the one with the picture of the giant circle? No. Okay. So I just want you to picture this and I don't even know if I can like post this in the show notes. So like just giant, like just picture a giant yellow circle ahead of you. Okay. Or in mm-hmm. front of you. And then that's like the circle of your life. And then just imagine like taking a, we'll say a Sharpie and just making one dot in the middle of the circle. Mm-hmm. And that dot is just this moment. And mm-hmm. Lord have mercy, as tough as some of these moments seem, and it really is just a moment. It is. You know, uh, behind the scenes, I'm working on some apparel, some like merch for the show. And mm-hmm. I I really feel like there there needs to be a shirt that just says it's fine. Oh, I feel I like at the that. end of every time I talk to you, it's just like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's right. That's how you quit. It's fine. It's fine. That's right. It's falling apart. It's fine. It is fine. Do you have big plans for the weekend? Oh, sure. <laughs> well, Georgia's opening back up. Well, that doesn't mean I'll be out there. No, you're not going to go out? No. My parents live next to this giant outlet mall. I'm sure mm-hmm. that place is going to be a, a zoo. shit show come come tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, but I won't be out there. I'll be self-quarantine. Yeah, I, good for you. Yeah, absolutely. We can make a choice whether or not to go out. Yeah. And we can decide where to go and how to protect ourselves if we must go out. So well, I in the same by the same token, I can choose to stay at home. That's right. And that will be my choice. Well, watch out for Georgia chainsaw massacres. You never okay. know when someone with a chainsaw <laughs> is just gonna pop out of nowhere and attack you. They're only looking for Maggie. I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> true. (laughs) All right. Have a great weekend. I love you. Love you forever. Okay. Coming back in a second with dating disasters, literally on paper. Perfect. Then the first weekend hit. Tell you that story here at dating disasters next on the certified mama's boy podcast. Hey, what's up Kramer? This is Christian from uh, San Marcos. I was listening to your podcast, uh, the sex talk. And uh, the part where you said that you feel like this podcast is not it. Like it's it's not it's not it. Uh, you mentioned something else about not dying of thirst and you know reaching the, the your palms and your oasis. Listen, this podcast right now for us, the listeners, for your family and friends, and for you, it it's part of your journey. Maybe it's not gonna be permanent. You know, maybe it will, maybe maybe it won't. But think about it this way: this this podcast is is your little camelback that you have while you're on the desert trying to reach the oasis, you're quenching your thirst. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're going to get there eventually. And when, and when you do, you let your listeners know, you let your friends and family, hey, we, we made it. We made it to, to our destination, the one job that I want, 
this and that. Maybe it's not working out with these other offers. You know, maybe you're not getting them because it's like your mother said, it's not it. You you got a long long way to go, maybe, but you got to keep shooting high, man. Eventually, you're gonna make that perfect shot, and, and you'll get there. And uh, us as the listeners, we're watching on the sidelines, man, cheering you on. And you know, you got to keep your head up, man. I know you've been through a lot, man. We we've, we've been listening for years, and uh, we're rooting for you, all right. And another thing, uh, <laughs> you are an asshole, but you're all right, man. Hey, best of luck, Kramer. Much love, man. Literally on paper, it all checked out. You needed somebody like that before, where you're like, "Wow, this is, this is perfect. I can really, I can really get down with this person." And then something hits. So on Friday, we'll do dating disasters because I know you guys like those stories. They came back highly rated on um, on the Survey Monkey that she did last week. Um, so I met this girl and she on paper checked out perfectly. I'm not going to say what she does cause it might be too much of a giveaway, but she like with her life professionally, I met her at, um, at a work function. Uh, and she was like really funny. Like our chemistry was like this. I mean, we were just like, bum, 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 bum. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And she's really pretty. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Um, and even what she did professionally, I'm not going to tell you what it is exactly because she listens and I know a lot of people that know who I'm talking about and I don't want to embarrass her too bad. Um, but she, like what she does professionally was like really redeeming as a human being, right? You meet somebody and you're like, you know, they're just maybe trash because of what they do, you know? And then like, you're like, Oh, you work for this amazing nonprofit that's helping the world. Oh, that's just, that's incredible. And so we exchanged num. No, that's not true. We added each other on Instagram and then just started talking back and forth. I would message her. She'd message me. I'd be laughing. She'd be laughing. I'd be flirting. She'd be flirting. I'm like, this is perfect, right? Like somebody that gives back to the community all the time. And, has this huge heart and wow, this is, this is perfect. So, um, I, it was, I was a little hesitant because she was younger than me. And I told you anybody under 30, I get like a little, like a little nervous about like how your life is going at that time. So if I were to get for a grade by the end of the first week, she was easily an A minus. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden Friday night rolled around. And I want to bring up this warning because, and I don't know if this is uh, applicable to anybody, but to me, it's like, this was, was like a massive red flag. So Friday night rolls around, right? And I start, the text messages start to change a little bit. And I can tell that like, all right, she's probably out. She's probably out drinking. It's getting late on a Friday night. Uh, I don't drink by the way. And so the, you'll never realize how annoying drunk people are until you're not one anymore. Trust me. Like when I drank, I was like, I'm fine. Like I'm not annoying at all. But I, I don't know if you've ever seen a video of you while you're drunk, but it's it's just the worst. So uh, yeah, so the night keeps kind of going on and we're, I think I'm, I'm home that night and we're just chatting. Then the phone calls start coming and it's like, hey, what are you doing? Can't you come pick me? Can you come pick me up? Like come pick me up. Blah. And you know how drunk phone calls just kind of ramble. 
too. It was like one of those situations where I feel like I just couldn't get off the phone. I go, why do you hate me? Why won't you come pick me up? So I, I don't remember how that night ended, but wake up the next morning and I get this like apology text. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so crazy. Um, and then the, her story was that, and I forget exactly what she was, but it was like a birthday party or a bachelorette party or something where you'd have to drink or you might feel inclined to drink more so than others. So anyway, Saturday went great. Like everything was like really going well and we're texting back and forth, texting back and forth, texting back and forth. Everything's we're laughing. We're flirting. We're, you know, giggling. Ha uh-huh, That's great. Then it starts to get a little bit later. And then I'm going to let you guess what happens next. Yeah, those texts start to get a little bit more incoherent and a little bit like, where are you? What are you doing? Come see me. Then it's like 10 o'clock and the phone calls start coming in. Can you come? Can you come pick me up? Can you just, just why Why do you hate me? Like, like a mess, like a damn mess. So, you know, history repeats itself Sunday morning. Same kind of thing. Oh my gosh, I was at this work function and... It was just, I got to be honest. It was a crazy weekend. I never do this. I'm like, never like this. What a weird weekend that was. And so in my head, I'm kind of reassured like, all right, well, you know, she's an upstanding young lady. I'm sure this won't be a problem. So then the week goes on and oh my God, there's laughing and there's joking and there's flirting and there's, you know, this and that there's kissy emojis, there's heart emojis, everything's great. And this and that. And then when, um, I think that's maybe like when we first went to dinner that week too, we had a great dinner. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Then Friday night rolls around <laughs> and I'm gonna have you guess what happens. Same old thing. Yeah. Like wasted, wasted, wasted. Like to the point, I don't remember it was that weekend because there were so many drunk weekends that like she ended up like hurting herself in some kind of bad way. I think she fell while she was doing something. Come pick me up. I or she was like, I remember. I don't remember it was this night, but I she was like, I I'm hurt. I need you to come get me. I need you to come get me. Um, and I was like, Are you okay? And then I call and she'd be like, Oh, you know, same thing every Friday and Saturday night. And then eventually I had to have a pretty serious talk with her and say, I don't think this is like a phase. (laughs) I think this is just who you are. And that's when I literally had to like set my limits knowing that like under 30 was probably not going to be, be a thing for me. At least that, you know, she just on paper, it was great. You know, in real life, it was, it was just a little bit messy. Okay, it was a lot messy. If you've got a uh, story like that, let's put them on the podcast for next week. Like, they look great on paper, but why weren't they? Great on paper, not in real life. Why? 888-Kramer8. It's always fun to hear your stories. Uh, Speaking of phone calls, let's actually get to some right now. I asked you the question earlier this week, what made your parents the maddest? Like, what did you do that made your parents the absolute maddest at you? And... Uh, I told you the story that my dad, I had him on, was I think it was late last week, and he was talking about the time that uh, all the summer grass had come in, and he worked really hard. I know he was like fertilizing it, and then I went through and scalped the grass because we still had it on the same setting from the fall when we had, you know, like lowered it to scalp it. So mad at me. I think that's literally the maddest my parents ever got at me. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure that is number one. But But what about you? 
Hi, Kramer. It's Claire. Just wanted to let you know the worst thing I've done that got my mom really mad. Well, this was back in May 2014 when I graduated in Hawaii. The day after graduation, my mom rented a van, and there was about nine of us. There were my cousins, friends, and my boyfriend and his brother who were visiting from San Diego at the time. Well, we were playing tourists and driving around the island. We were beach hopping the whole day. It was a blast. Well, at the end of the day, we stopped at the gas station, and while my boyfriend was pumping gas at the time, I broke the news to my mom that I was moving and that, you know, I was flying out with my boyfriend um, back to San Diego. And keep in mind that I'm an only child, and um, I've been living with both of my parents all the way up to, you know, college. So that night, um, my mom got really upset. She cried, and she, she just didn't want to talk to me anymore. And that night, I ended up staying with my boyfriend at the hotel. The following day, I literally had to, like, grab all of my things that I was going to take with me. And, like, it was basically two days after I told my mom that I was moving to San Diego that I moved and never looked back. (laughs) So from that point on, my mom didn't talk to me from May to December of that year. And we're fine now. Yeah, we just laugh about it. But... Anyways, just wanted to say thanks for all the laughs and positivity in your podcast. I love your mom. I love your personality, asshole or not. I won't put a label on it because it's just you. You are you. Anyway, take care, Kramer. Bye. Hi, Kramer. It's Leanne again from San Diego. Um, So one time my friend and I wanted to rollerblade, but it was late, like really late, like middle of the night late. And me and her snuck out of my bedroom window with our rollerblades, and we went rollerblading around the neighborhood like we were gone maybe over an hour but then we heard like we saw police we heard sirens we went back to my house my parents had called the police so once the police like scolded us and told us you know not to do that again blah 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 they left my dad came in my bedroom with a drill he proceeded to drill my window closed I couldn't open it again so I never snuck out of the window again Okay, Monday on the show, we're going to do Monday Cheese May. And I think the story I'm going to tell you is the time that somebody literally died in the middle of a bit, and I can never talk about it. I was never allowed to talk about this. It's like, it's not a funny story. I mean, but it's literally the sheer awkwardness and uncomfortableness of it just makes me cringe to this day. Monday Cheese May is when I tell you stories that I haven't been able to tell you before because I've been like kind of confined by the radio, but now I can open up and tell you more. So uh, she literally died mid-bit, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on Monday. Now, the good news. Okay, so I always try to bring you the good news from the coronavirus because there's a lot of cute stuff going on in the world. This story is maybe one of my favorites. So there's this girl named Lillian. She lives in Manhattan, right? And during this whole quarantine thing, she's like, I want to do something. I need some kind of communication. So she started taking these sticky notes and arranged them, like the post-it notes, to spell out the word hi in her window. Now, after she did that, 
her neighbors across the way did the same thing. And they would continue to like exchange short messages back and forth from their windows until one day um, Lillian looked over and was like, oh, this, this, it's like an elderly couple. And so she used her sticky notes then to ask if they needed any food. And they were like, no, we're good. This is all in sticky notes back and forth. But still what she decided to do was she got some gloves and a mask and she made a fresh batch of, coo- batch of cookies for her friends. Like she didn't know these people beforehand. I just decided... Why don't I do a good deed and make cookies? I also used masks and gloves to cook them even though I've been very cautious. I also wrote them two notes, just introducing myself, uh, giving them my cell phone number. The cookies were delicious and uh, it was fun. felt like the beginning of a relationship. I feel like a real jerk right now. The fact that like I still don't talk to my neighbors that often and you're over here making cookies for them and making signs. That's cool. And just when you thought you couldn't love Tom Hanks anymore, in case you don't know, he and his wife, Rita Wilson, were diagnosed with coronavirus. I think it was back in March. That's like to me, like like the oh shit day when things were like, Um, so he has been doing a lot of rounds recently. Like he was on SNL. just trying to use his recovery as positivity. He went on this podcast. It actually may have been a radio show. It's NPR's called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And the the host of the podcast asked him like if he's immune to the virus and he's like, yeah, no, I, I am now. And even more so I'm donating my blood as much as I can for further coronavirus research. We uh, just found out that we do carry the antibodies. Um, Ooh, wait, so can we harvest your body? Can we harvest your blood? Yes. Have you oh. been approached? We, we have not only been approached, we have said, uh, do you want our blood? Can we give plasma? And in fact, we will be giving it now to the places that hope to work on what I would like to call the Hank scene. I remember the day he was diagnosed and I was like, well, if Tom Hanks dies, we're just done. We're done with 2020. There ain't no way this is going to get any better. And let's end the week like this. There's a guy that takes Dr. Seuss books and he wraps them. And I got to be honest, they're kind of the bop. This book is dangerous. Fox socks, box knocks, knocks in box and fox in socks, knocks on fox in socks in box, socks on knocks and knocks in box, fox in socks on box on knocks. Checks with bricks come, checks with blocks come, checks with bricks and blocks and clocks come. Look, sir, look, sir, Mr. Knox, sir. Let's do tricks with bricks and blocks, sir. Let's do tricks with checks and clocks, sir. First, I'll make a quick trick, brick stack. Then I'll make a quick trick, block stack. You can make a quick trick, chick stack. You can make a quick trick, clock stack. And here's a new trick, Mr. Knox. It's called socks on chicks and chicks on fox. Clocks on clocks on bricks and blocks. Bricks and blocks on knocks on box. Now we come to the ticks and tocks, sir. Try to say this one, Mr. Knox, sir. Clocks on fox tick, clocks on knocks talk. Six sick bricks tick, six sick chicks talk. Please, sir, I don't like this trick, sir. My tongue isn't quick or slick, sir. I get all of those ticks and clocks, sir. Mixed up with the chicks and tocks, sir. I can't do it, Mr. Fox, sir. I'm so sorry, Mr. Knox, sir. I'm so sorry, Mr. Knox, sir. I'll put that whole video because it's, let's see, it's almost six minutes, but it's good, right? It's in the show notes now for your entertainment privilege, privileges? That's not the right word. Prev- what's, what am I looking for? Pleasure. 
your entertainment pleasure. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's a Friday show, everybody. It's a Friday show. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I will see you back here on Monday. Have a great quarantine weekend. If you go to the beach, stay away from everybody because we're going to get taken away again. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever. 